You're listening to SM Media, the home of exclusive West of Scotland Football League content. Hi folks and welcome to the latest episode of the SM Media West of Scotland Football Show. I'm Scott McPike, it's an absolute pleasure to be your host as always. Absolute thrilled to welcome this week's guest, it's a pleasure to welcome on the show the Eglinton manager, William Shearer. William, welcome to the show, it's a pleasure to have you on. Thank you very much Scott, it's a, it's a real pleasure to be invited on to the show, it's a, a big first for me so thanks very much. No, no worries, I'm looking forward to this one, it's, it's going to be a, a decent show, we've got a lot to talk about, it's been a really good weekend for the West and the the Scottish Cup, but obviously yourself, well, new side to the West this season, Eglinton I kind of spoke to you a wee bit about the kind of the journey and taking that step from the kind of Yershire amateurs into the, the semi-professional setup. What's it been like and obviously how much he is kind of enjoying it so far? Um, aye, it's, it's, it's been a whirlwind, if I'm being honest. Um, it's a quite a big learning curve for us. We've, we started off as a youth team, Scott. Um, a kind of B youth team, to be fair. I took over the team. I started, I've only started coaching maybe about eight or nine years ago. Took over the team and and through just 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 worked away through the youth into twenty ones football, twenty ones COVID hit obviously, and um, and then I kind of thought that was it. By to be fair, the boys came back after COVID and decided that they wanted to play amateur. Went into the amateur ranks and we've always been quite a weak and ambitious group to be fair and and. Through various conversations with different people, we kind of decided, you know what, why don't we try something different and, and try this kind of pyramid system? And thankfully, we got accepted. We lost them to a meeting on the 3rd of March at the sports club. We had about 50 people turn up and we sat and spoke about it and uh, spoke to the players and what it would take and how much work we need to put into it. And we just went, you know what, let's go for it. We've, we've, we tried, we're, we're trying to do something a bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, we're trying to create a kind of a really good environment for for players to kind of grow and learn and and develop on and off the pitch. Um, so I it's, it's it's been a it's been a whirlwind. And it's obviously a, get into that kind of league where you've got some kind of good sides in it as well. As you say, it's a good learning curve when you're playing against some kind of good teams and things like that as well. So as it's obviously about that, like kind of getting to that level of. It's not going to be a case of it. What like in twelve months, it's everything's hunky dory. It's got it's a progression. It's it's going to take a yeah. to get it to where you want it to be. I uh, know definitely. We know that. We know that. We've got a kind of wee target um, of where we want to be for this season. But this season is really just about cutting our teeth and, yeah. and try to learn the league and try to learn the, the kind of opponents that we're playing against. Um, every game's difficult for us. Mm-hmm. Every game is difficult. Every game's challenging. But as I say, that that's we knew that when we took the step. We knew it wasn't going to be. You're not going to go one week and play a team. It's kind of quite easy. Whatever else you're going, every every game's going to have a challenge to it, especially for where we came from. But again, that's one of the reasons why I've, we've took the step up. I mean, it's it's what we want to be involved with. It's, it's the environment we want to create for our players to really push ourselves. Um, I've got a really good group of coaches uh, that's been with me for a, a, quite a numerous amount of years. Uh, with, with Sammy Taggart and David Cormack. I've got young Stephen Sneddon who's came in for college last year. 
the, the boys brilliant. Um, just a young lad, but a great coaching brain on him. Stephen Forrest has come in for uh, Burst 21s, uh, sorry, Burst 20s, when he folded. A lot of contacts, Sean Black, um, our new goalkeeping coach. Um, another guy's got great contacts and, and Kevin Brown. Kevin Brown's, from what I'm trying to create, it's quite, it's quite hard to put into words what we're trying to create there within the group, but Kevin Brown's been a huge part of it um, and his company, the, the Mindmasters, things that we're, all of us are part of it, it's our dads and it's a real safe place to grow and, and that's what I try to create within the within our environment and within a football club. So it's not just a football club or something else here. So he's, he's a big part of that. So no, we're all, we're all playing a part and trying to push ourselves on and, and meet the challenges head on. It's, it's challenges every week. Yeah, absolutely is. But it was a big big result on Saturday, a three one away away one at Thorn Athletic. That's a massive result. Obviously third one of the season now sitting in nine points with ten games. What everything that was a massive result on Saturday, you must be thrilled with that. I definitely we're going through a bit of change at the moment where we're we're kinda of changing our style of football a wee bit to what we used to play amateur or youth <laughs> because what we've realised quite quickly is we were quite kind of heavily possession based at kind of amateur and youth football. And when you make a lot, you can make mistakes and sometimes you maybe get away with it. At this level, you can't. So, but, but kind of over the past five, six weeks, we're trying to change our style of football and being a wee bit more direct and, and how we're going to manage that. Um, Thorne, that's our third time we've, we've met them. So, um, the guys are great. Thorne are brilliant. The coaches are brilliant. The players are brilliant. But um, came up with a game plan and and thankfully it worked. So I it was it was a really good result. The boys really played really well. It was very competitive, 2 0 up at half time. I done a couple of chances there as well to maybe make it three or four. They came out all guns blazing. Um got a penalty, scored the penalty, and it was it was end to end stuff. Um and then we managed to score a free kick right at the death, a great free kick with Dylan McClintock. Um so I but again I can when we scored the, the, the third goal. I kind of took a wee breather and looked out, and it was great to see, honestly. It's got players running on the pitch, celebrating the goal, a lot across the line. There's folk in the committee jumping up and down. It's brilliant, uh, and it's it's something we're, we're trying to create. It's a real good family and club atmosphere. It's really, really good. So, and hopefully, it's just going to go from strength to strength. Yeah, here's hoping it's it's a really good project you've got going at uh, Eglinton. We'll, we'll maybe get a, your kind of thoughts on what's coming up later on. There's some big games for Eglinton coming up in the next few weeks. And mm-hmm. obviously with the, the Scottish Cup, it's a, a monumentous weekend, I would say, for the West as a whole. You've got the Absolutely. The, the first one, I think we've got to tip our hat off massively to, to Drumchapel United. A 1-0 win at home to FC Edinburgh, who are flying in League One. It's... It's one of those results, like Jim Chapel, obviously getting in through the Strathclyde Demolition Cup. They had to win that to get in the Scottish Cup. It's to get from that to then go into the fourth round, and then obviously they they have a very very winnable tie away to Elgin in the next round. What an achievement that is for everyone at that club. It's um, uh, it's phenomenal. It's great to see that Drum Chapel, Chap- obviously Drum Chapel amateurs, they yeah, came for exactly. as well. They've been in a wee bit, obviously in a, a couple of seasons longer than others, but. To see that, it's, it's the, the drama of the cup, isn't it? It's, it's what you want in a cup. Um, no, the guys have obviously done brilliant to, to get through and then another great away day up to up to Elgin. So I think they'll fancy their chances, to be fair. They've got obviously got a lot of experience within that squad now. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's, at the end of the day, it's 11 v 11. They've just they've managed to win a game there with a 
like all the chips were against them, but um, no, they've done brilliant. They've done brilliant. So I know us at England wish them all the best. All my every other team is, is still left in. And it's the beauty of this pyramid system. I know we've we've said sometimes it works for and against kind of West Cobbs and the way it works, but you look at the Jim Chapel kind of coming from the amateur background, can can straight into the kind of West, building their way up, and now they're. I mean, they're getting a, a bumper tie like that, and you saw the crowd there. You saw the, the what it meant to their their fans. It was it, may, it must make every kind of West Cobb dream. Like obviously, like yourselves as well. Like that's the ambition to where you want to get to in the future. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you see them coming up, obviously through the ranks, and they've done well in the conferences as well. Yeah. I was saying every our division falls about that conference just now. It's a bit of a shark tank, and mm-hmm. I watched the West last season and. Every league was a sharp tank in there, you know, lately. If you're a team, you're coming up against other teams that are a lot better than you, and maybe teams that weren't as good. But um, again, every game was competitive. That's what it looked like. But uh, no, Drumchapel have done brilliant. It's definitely something we'd love to emulate. Yeah, absolutely. Another team that threw our Darvel, a 5-2 win against another League One side, um, and Trozine McShane with a double. And the reward for Darvel is a bumper home tie against Aberdeen. So on wow. some occasion. Wow, it's quite a bit of silly crowd that, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, at that um, no, I it's a, was, another. So, I saw there was things that they were talking of moving it to Rugby Park. I have been told by people at the club that that's not happening. It will be played at Darvel's ground. Yeah, no, I seen that. In tw- I think it was the night. I seen it in twelve. John Gall said, "Well, they went to, for the license. They've got the license, so why would they not play it at, at Darvel?" So it's a great thing for that village. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. to 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 be welcoming them in Aberdeen in January. It didn't come true, and what a great challenge for Mick Kennedy and his squad. Yeah, I mean, it's that thing as well. Like, the, you've got sides like Darvel, Jim Chapel, obviously, all can let in the past and things like that. They go, they go to teams with no fear, and that's what you want. Like, you, they shouldn't be fearing going to te- teams like that because you can give anybody a right, a right game, and they've got the players to do it. Ian McShane, he's, he's done it before. It's a, it's such a, a good weekend. All can let with a come up short against Wraith Rovers but again speaking to people that were at the game Ock and Leck gave a good account of themselves and Wraith were just better on the day and Conley getting a hat trick and it's that thing as well If you're when you're coming up against teams like Wraith who are that bit better you just want to give a good account of yourselves and just hope for the best and it was just there was no Ock and Leck's day Nothing needs a half time Scott for Ock and and Wraith and you're obviously Wraith championship team what they sit in third, fourth, or I'm not really too sure. Yeah, that, they're, to in, they're in the match, yeah. So, I mean, they're name mugs. So, for Rock and Light to go up there and come in at a half time, nothing each. I know, obviously, Tommy Lightly wouldn't have been too happy with the result. He's a competitive <laughs> guy, mega experienced, likely one of the most successful and experienced yeah. managers there is at kind of West level, or obviously at junior level. But, um, no, I, again, maybe the result never went away, but it's, it's, they've given a good account of themselves, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. Another team who gave a really good account of themselves and was obviously on the telly on uh, Monday night was Pollock, a 1-0 defeat at home to the away to the Championship League leaders Air United. Air United, I don't think Air United were at their best, but I obviously no. Pollock, they they were in the game for the for they were they gave a really good account of themselves. New manager Stuart getting in there, it was a, a baptism of fire to say the least. He went in. And they did themselves proud and they just came up short against a good side who just probably deserved the win because they were just in control, I thought. But they weren't they weren't playing brilliant, but they just I, I didn't think I didn't think A United were ever kind of in the position where like, I could see them losing a goal kind of thing. They just looked relatively solid. 
Yeah, no, I think the pox. And I've I've got a real soft spot for pox, Scott. We obviously went there in the cup, and I, I couldn't um, I couldn't fault the guys. They were absolute yeah. gentlemen. As well. the, the hospitality and the way they treated us was, was brilliant. So I've got a real soft spot for them. Um, I was hoping they would they would do a turn last night, but again, you've got to, these are this is four tiers up. Yeah, they are, and they're they pushing for promotion into tier one, obviously. Full-time football, playing against guys that are, that are obviously part-time. Maybe got a lot of experience in that, but um, I, 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 th- I thought they'd done brilliant. they gone one, one nil. Don't get me wrong, the Paul Keeper had some brilliant saves. Um, the boy Akinyema was, was was pretty good. I know he's been, I think it's 14 goals and 16 games yeah. he scored in the Championship. So pretty prolific, but Paul kind of kept him quiet, to be fair. Um, and they kind of had a few chances themselves. Breaking away, sitting in and breaking away. So, and obviously a new manager. What a massive challenge for a new guy yeah. coming in in the hot seat. And he came uh, across so in all... his interview as well. Just see when he was, they were at, they were speaking to him during the game. It was just like you, usually you would think your first game live in the TV, a, a ground like Somerset, you'd be nerves, and Stuart just looked totally in control. Uh, it looked as if he'd been there for the past ten years. He was brilliant, yeah. really, really good. No, again, I, I just think it shows exactly what the pyramid system is all about. There's definitely, especially, I don't know a lot of teams from the East, but there's a lot of teams within the West that you can see can be playing higher up the, that pyramid system. They just mm-hmm. need the chance or they need the opportunity to get there. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, a brown weekend in the Scottish Cup, but we did have some league action with a lot of league action during the week. We'll start on Friday night at Colwinnon. Colwinnon Rangers nil, Glenafton Athletic 1. Sean McKenzie with a 91st minute goal for the Glens, which gave them a massive three points. I, I saw David Gormley's interview after the game, and he said it was the definition of a smash and grab. Going by a lot of people's reports, it seems to be accurate. I think it was a hurtful one for for Gorms and the team. Um, I'm obviously we we train next him quite a lot, and we share the kind of same facilities. Um, he's, I've had a few football conversations with guys. Really, really nice guy, along with yeah, yeah. Bill and David. Good football and people, good to talk to. Good for us to learn off. To be fair, um, I, I I felt kind of sorry. I, I usually I quite like a wee Friday night game down at the bus yeah. park, but um, I was up at and been involved with the. Uh, the SYFA Scottish National Development Programme up at Torrey Glen on a Friday, so I've missed a few kind of a few Friday night games. But um, oh, I can add a listen. I was reading the tweets when I came down the road. Um, uh, it was it was quite a kind of sore one to take, but I'm sure they'll bounce back. He's a, he's a great guy, good good footballing guy, and I'm pretty sure when the Rangers will start climbing up that league. Yeah, I have no worries about co-winning as well. I know they're, in, they're maybe in a false position sitting, but they've got three games in hand and the majority are kind of side round about them. I would say that's a massive win for Glen Afton. I know, obviously, we'll, we'll speak, we've spoke about, like, I think the Buffs hit the post three times. I think they hit the bar twice. I think the Glen Afton goalkeeper in one of the, the games of his life. But I think that win will just give them a massive boost. And you see, for example, it takes them up about four or five places in the league and it's a massive mm-hmm. three points for the Glens, I would say. Tight. It's a tight league though, isn't it? Yeah, it's very, absolutely. very competitive from top to bottom. Um, no, every game every game does matter, but that, that kind of league there, I mean, three points can make a massive difference to a team when they're sitting, even when they're sitting down at the 13th, 14th position. So, no, I've no doubt, I've no doubt Coenan will climb that table very, very soon. Yeah, I've, I think it's probably a, a massive win for Glen Afton and Coenan. I think we'll mm-hmm. get going again. 
Hurlford are now sitting second in the league, a 2-1 away win over Peters Hill. Jack Whitaker with a double. Again, with Hurlford, it proves him a point behind Darvel. Darvel obviously get two games in hand, but a big three points. It was it was hard fought, but it's, again, Darren again just shows you how good he is at, at getting Hurlford going. Yeah, no, I'm sitting second, as you said. Going in there, maybe they, they can have a break there, but um, I don't really know. To be honest, Scott, I don't really know a lot about that. I've seen them a few times when they've been doing it at the bus. In a game, I think last season they beat the bus 2-0 down there. Um, they're, 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 they're another step Premier League. Us and it's sitting as new in the fourth division. Look at the Premier League and we starry eyes, but um, they're, they're obviously they're, they're a very, very good side and they'll be quite happy with where they are in the league at the moment. Yeah, Hurlford, a brilliant result for Hurlford as well. Jack Whitaker been been outstanding kind of the, since he's been there the past couple of seasons. He's really kicked on. A mm-hmm. brilliant game at Bead, 4-3 to Bead against Arvid Meadow. Eh, Monte, Fowler, Anil and Monk with the four goals for Bead. That takes Bead into fourth place, just two points behind Darvel. Did I get your money's worth if you were at Bead on Saturday? Absolutely. Yeah, a tight game, obviously. I... I know Chris obviously for when he was at the Buffs, yeah. worked quite close with him and we ran the twenty ones and he was with the first team, so <laughs> plays good attacking football. So they'll be quite happy sitting at fourth and they'll obviously want to be pushing higher up that league as well. And Irving Meadow, Josh Grierson's done a great job in there since he yeah, came in. Absolutely. He's um, got result upon result. Um just goes to show you what can happen when the new manager comes in and gets his ideas across in at the players. So um, no, it sounds like a great game for free, so I definitely. Absolutely. We just want to wish for best as well. Arvin uh, Meadows, George Grierson on his recovery from his hip injury. We wish him all the best and hope to see him soon. Uh, Beath as well. Two players I want to single out, and I, I, I know you'll I know you can agree with me, and one of them at least. Carlo Monte and Josh Fowler. Carlo Monte, obviously, Strainy's brought him in to because he knows him well. He's been a, he's been really involved in a lot of goal goal improvements for for be the past past few weeks and Josh Fowler's been outstanding this season. He's probably been one of the players of the season in the league, I would say. Uh, Carlo, again, Josh, you obviously see him in the school sheet quite a wee bit. Yeah. Carlo Monte, I've seen him at the buffs, great at the three kicks as well and, and getting the goals and an influential player wherever he goes, the guy. So um, you can obviously see why, why Chris has brought him into Beef. Mm-hmm. One of the one reasons why they're sitting fourth at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, big one for Canberra's Langler, second one in a row, takes them eight clear of Peters Hill and obviously puts a wee, a very dangerous gap, I would say, for Peters Hill. I might actually say that earlier on, but Peters Hill will be, will be maybe panicking a bit now. They're now eight points behind anybody else and without a win in their last 11 games. And I see Canberra's Langler have also got a game in hand on them, so yeah. Peters Hill, I know, I know through the juniors, they were kind of up and down with the league, the top league, and they, they kind of They've lost a lot of players so it's it's always going to be a challenge. Yeah. Always going to be a challenge for them. Um, I don't. I, it's, I think it's three goes down there, isn't it? So it's yeah, a tough, a tough kind of second half of the season <laughs> for them. But you just need to keep working away and pushing on, and hopefully you get someone out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Massive one for Canberra's Langlo going to Largs, and as I say, getting that getting that wee wee bit of a kind of gap and getting back into contention. Everybody else is always good. Yeah, Largs for Largs. Always dangerous team in there, well known. So, for Canberra's line to go away from home and, and pull off a result. Yeah, oh, definitely. I think it's it's going to be a really interesting kind of kind of season for Canberra's line as well because they've they've struggled the past few weeks. They obviously they've lost a lot of players, 
but they're getting going again. A, a wee run can take you know three games unbeaten, and they're now beginning to look pretty good. Rob Roy, obviously man, managerless after Stuart Maxwell left to join Pollock during the week. A 2 0 win over Troon, so without a manager, they can still get a big win. And it's one of those wins that they needed because they they lost the last three league games and getting that one in the board and getting back to back to winning ways is good for Rob Roy. Well, that brings them up to is it fifth? They're in the league. They are sitting fifth. Moment yeah. now, so above Pollock. Yeah, I above Pollock. I think Pollock's got a game in hand. To be fair, I know I've got a week in a Pollock top. I think that. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's a great result, especially when you've you're just lost your manager. There must be. You can imagine how the players can feel there. So. Um, for them to go on and get the win um, against Trin, definitely a big result for them. Yeah, and uh, one thing as well, whoever goes into Rob Roy is going into an absolute gold mine, not a gold mine, but yeah, he's going into a really good ship because one thing about Stuart is he he made that, he was there a long time, so he's built a really good kind of infrastructure. The club are making improvements in the stadium. There's a, there's a really good set of players there as well that Max has worked with for so long and he's got them playing a certain way. So whoever's going into Rob Roy, I think it's going into a really good side. And I think that could be a job anybody in, in the West would be happy happy to go for. So big result for Rob Roy. Coming up there third, a 1-1 over Atherley. A late goal from Graham Boyd securing the three points, ending Atherley's four-match winning run. Cumnock again, they just keep going. They're sitting third. They're now two points behind Darvel. They just keep that train keeps going. That's it. A wee bit like Hurlford, to be fair. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like it could have been a real banana skin for them, especially when the run <laughs> they've been on. So, them together. Was that a late goal? I didn't know that. I think it was like 10 minutes to go, yeah. So, for them to, maybe, obviously a good result for them to, to get the three points, but you're looking at that. I'd like my bad athlete slightly sneak it to be fair because they've been with the momentum they've yeah, got. But um, no, a great result again for Cumnock. And as I say, it's it's really quite, kind of quite tight at the top of that that kind of top six of that top seven of the the divisions really really tight. Yeah, there's nine points between first and fifteen. So I don't think you'll see that anywhere else in world football. No. Like no, that's it's no. unbelievable. Maybe the second division. That, that, this is what I mean, Scott. It's, it's ultra competitive. I mean, yeah. it really is the Premier Division. It's it's great for fans as well, I suppose. If you, if maybe not if you're sitting as a, as a supporter, but as a neutral to see that, really, really every game matters. Every single game matters. You know what I mean? So it's, as you say, if you're 15, 15 up to first, having such a small gap. And you've six games. Um, uh, you've six games in, in Saturday's way uh, during the weekend as well, and only one of them was won by more than one goal. So it shows you they're just they're really tight. How tight? All, mm-hmm. A lot of sides are really, really in amongst it together. So it's going to be. I, I think this is the one of the best leagues in in Scotland at the moment. First division, another competitive league, and we have new league leaders of it. So I think that's probably the fifth or sixth time I've said that this season. Yeah. I think Cardiff are the new league leaders. They beat the former league leaders, Gartcairn two 0 Away from home, Rogers and an own goal. St. Caddock's obviously moved a point clear of Cartcairn and Colburnie. St. Caddock's, they've they've went about their business quite quietly. They've won the last four games. They've not like they've they've came from kind of sitting about twelfth, eleventh. We we know at the start of the season a lot of people fancied them and rightly so. They've got a really good side. But yeah. they're going about their business quietly and now they're they're exactly where they want to be. No, definitely. Again, it's another really tight, tight league, I think. When you're talking, what is it, three points or something for first to seventh or eighth? So yeah. you, you've got you've got another really tight league. And so the momentum can go both ways, can't it? You can get a really good momentum or a bad momentum. They've obviously got the good momentum and and 
working their way up to the top of the league. So, no, it's well done to them. Yeah, absolutely. Big win for St. Cardinals. Colburnie got a massive win as well. A 7-2 home win over Rossville. James Marks with a hat-trick for them. Colburnie puts them back to winning ways. They'd lost the last two and Tommy will be delighted just to get a, another one on the board and get back to winning ways. Uh, some size of win, 7-2. I think Rossville might be struggling a wee bit in there. Uh, Colburnie obviously had a really good start to the season, didn't they? They were sitting yeah. top, but um, to get a, to get a convincing win like that at 7-2, really good and likely push them on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. As I say, that that the kind of top three, the top maybe five or six you're looking at just now, like the deserve to be there. Jim Chapel sitting in eleventh as well. I think Jim Chapel obviously they'll be riding off their their cup experience as well. They'll be looking to get a run on the board and get back up towards the top of the table. Johnston they're in a good place as well. They had a five 0 home win over Rutherglen. Thomas Cruden with a hat trick, Brophy and Connor with the goals. Big one for Johnson. Again, another team that's going through their business quietly. They're sitting in 18 points for 12 games. They've been relatively consistent this season. Another big one, 5 0. Um, Johnson, I feel, has always been quite a good team as well. I mean, yeah. we do, obviously, we're new to this league, uh, Scott, so we're, we're trying to learn about a lot of the teams. <laughs> but I know when we played the Johnson 21s, we're always a really, really strong side. And yeah. you can imagine that going into their first team. So, um, no, a great win for them, 5-0 uh, at home. Absolutely. Uh, St Rocks, they sat in fourth place, a 4-2 home win over Cumbernauld. Uh, Brian Henderson with a hat-trick. St Rocks, yeah, sat in fourth place, 19 points from 11 games. I think David Gregg's done one of the jobs of the season so far. Like, I really do. Like, I, think, I, I didn't know. I didn't think St Rocks would be would be up at the top kind of this, season, this stage in the season for David to get them there. I think it's been a massive achievement so far. Two points behind the leaders as well. So, yeah. again, just goes to show how close the league is. Um, and Cumbernauld on the far away. I know they're sitting mid-table, but they're only about four or five points behind the leader yeah. as well. So, again, ultra-competitive football in the rest of Scotland. Yeah, uh, Benbord 5-1-1 over Whitlitz. Jack Perdue with a double. Lovering, Black and McTaggart with the goals. Benbord moves them into 10th place. They've, they've maybe had a difficult start, but they're now beginning to get going. That's a massive win over a Whitlitz team who are, who are struggling a wee bit. I, I think they are a wee bit now. Um, again, five wins are quite a substantial win. Um, but I know, I, I, is it Gordon Pope is at um, Whitlitz? Yeah, he went yeah, in, was yeah. it last season he went in? So, yeah. again, conference, conference love an absolute shard tank last season and then you're, you're just trying to find your feet yeah, yeah. in the, the league you're in. But um, hopefully the guy can bring it back. But I... Tough at the bottom, I know how it feels, but I, I really convinced him win for Benbird. Yeah, final game as well. Um, first division, Nielsen 2, Thornwood 1, Fletcher and Clark with the goals. Puts Nielsen into sixth place. Their first win in three games. Big result for Nielsen, but a really tight game by all reports. Yeah, I 2-1, so um, I'm pretty sure that, again, it's a momentum, isn't it? It's, it goes back to that word momentum, so um, hopefully it'll maybe kick Neil Snow in a wee bit but three points again behind the leaders you're sitting in there like looking think to yourself and a couple of results in here and we're, we're heading to the top so yeah absolutely there was four games in the second division we'll just go through them Muircart led three times at home two league leaders Renfrew Renfrew clawed it back three times it was a 3-3 draw really exciting game by all reports at Renfrew uh, uh, Muircart holding the league leaders they'll be although they've they've restored the They've reduced, obviously, going behind three times. Muirkirk will be delighted to to score three and be hoping and give the league leaders a tight game. 
like a bit of cooking buster to be fair that Possibly, we, we yeah. fucking, and then through um and another another money's worth six goals um no I, I, again you've got well gone didn't you? it's going to be a tough place for them to go and um rain through they're flying high this season that we played that's where we played thorn at renfrew's ground and that's that's the first time we've been there great we set up yeah uh, and it, 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 i was talking to a kind of older guy they wanted committee members it's Followed round through for years and years. I love hearing that. It's great stories to to, to hear that kind of thing at foot, a level of football. I really kind of personal story, yeah, but um, no, Renfrew's um, Renfrew's flying high. So um, no, a, a great draw, for, a great point for for um, your cup to get. Definitely, uh, fourth or sitting second in the league. It was a, a really close game between uh, fourth and Glasgow Perth. Fourth got the away victory. Stephen Frame with a goal. Puts them into second place. A massive, massive. Tommy Devine's done a great job there as well. That's what they're sitting there. Uh, they're three sitting points second, the they're three points behind Red Fruit, yeah. Obviously, yeah, again, try to get a bit of momentum on the go. I think I feel certainly a few games in the hand behind them, so yeah. they'll be looking to keep keep kind of pushing on and, and pushing Red Fruit all the way. Yeah, definitely. Big result for them. Mary Hill get their first win, I think, in seven games, and it lifts them off bottom of the table with a massive 4-2 away one at Yoka. Sean Hanlon with a double, McLaren and Long with the goals. Again, getting off bottom of the table and getting a four-two away victory, it's it's a good day at the office for Mary Hill. Yeah, we uh, we played them in a friendly a, a couple of months ago. Um, great guy, Mark. So I know he'll likely be buzzing with that result. Um, he's obviously had a he had to kind of a bit of uphill battle, I think, with his squad and that at the start yeah. of the season and try to build a squad. So for him to get that win and get him off the bottom of the table, I know he'll have a good weekend anyway. The four-two yeah. again, another six goals, uh, Scott. So. Uh, it's high scoring games anyway. There's goals there's goals everywhere. And there's, there was goals at Colsite as well, a two two draw with Colsite Rangers and Greenock Juniors. Again, probably an even game, just like listen to a couple of people talking about it. Two set Greenock have probably been needing the win more. They're sitting in tw- uh, thirteen points from thirteen games. Colsite are fifteen from twelve. Two sides will be what I got a, a run going in the league, I would say. Ah, uh, definitely. Um <laughs> Don't really know. To be fair, I don't really know a lot about the kind of the two teams. Um, obviously, they've been going for quite a number of years, Scott. Um, it's just we're trying to learn every day it's in the league. Yeah. But um, no, we've uh, we're in contact with Green and Juniors a couple of weeks ago to get some friendlies arranged with them. Hopefully, at some point. But um, I should we, we try and kind of play teams a lot higher up and, and try and learn from them. But um, no, I think maybe a fair result. Be sounds it between yeah. Colsaith and Greenock. Absolutely, that's the second division wrap. We'll go to the third division. Adrossin, they extended the lead and they're still a point clear of Lanark, who obviously won as well. A 1-0-1 over Fanart, Chris Craig. Adrossin, have you been impressed with them? Aye, is <clears throat> quite a big club. Um, I, 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 can't, I couldn't see them being in the third division long, to be fair. They're, they're well supported, got a good set-up, good uh, youth academy as well there, so... Um, and obviously Gavin knows his stuff so no I, I, they're likely really deserve to be to be fair yeah absolutely uh, Lanark they beat Solcoach 2-1 at home Ian Watt with a double but it obviously gives them keeps them one point behind Adrossin big mm. result for Lanark just a tight game Solcoach made it tough big result for Lanark aye no definitely I was talking to Derek on Sunday to be fair and um, I think Solcoach have kind of turned a corner they've picked yeah. up a few points as well so whatever Derek's doing at Solcoach is obviously starting to work. Um, so it sounds, it sounds like a really tight game. So 
I know Lamont obviously winning at home and, and keeping their, their position up at the top of the league, but I could see Salkis maybe starting to climb up as well a wee bit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, big, big occasion for Irvin Vax. Kevin Adams, the all-time club goal scorer, he scored as Irvin Vax went to Kaluk and won four-one. Kevin Adams, what a, what a story! What a story! All-time club goal scorer, some achievement for the guy. No, he seems to score goals all the time. I've, I've been doing to watch Irvin Vax a few times. I went to watch him um, when he played Thorn. In fact, it was a really, that was a, it was a um, thirteen-goal thriller. He's my abacus for that one. <laughs> um, but again, he scores goals all the time. The guy he knows who Lynette is. He's a good target man and what a great achievement. I've got something to say for the CV that you're the all-time go top goal scorer for Love and Vix. No, well done. Yeah, some achievement for Kevin Adam. Congratulations to him. Vela Clyde, they're on a really good run as well. They had a 5-1 home victory over Les Mahego. Thomas, and Cle- uh, Thomas Skinner, sorry, with a double... Again, Vela Clyde, I've been really impressed with them so far. They've, I think they've won four out of the last five in the league. They've been a really good side this season. I think they could be right in the hunt at the end of the season in promotion. I know they've picked up quite a good few results. They've won 10 out of their 13 games. So, obviously, a very, very good side and like one of the favourites to, 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 to get promoted. So, um, no, brilliant. Vale of Leaving, they got a big 4-1 home victory over Royal Albert. Royal Albert, they're sitting bottom. Vale of Leaving, I think that's a first one in seven games. Big 4-1 win. Patterson, McGeeke, May and Curry. When you're in that kind of run, no winning games, just getting that first one can can give you so much confidence to do more. Yeah, I know that. I know that feeling well, especially this season, Scott. <laughs> that that division's a, a lot of pressure in managers in that division, Aye. considering they're six going down at the end of the season. Yeah. So, um. Real pressure for, for guys at the bottom half of the table. So every every win, every point in there is, is crucial. Yeah. Uh, Jamie McKenna scored twice for Port Glasgow as they beat Luger 3 2. Two sides relatively kind of even in the table now. Uh, Port Glasgow sitting in 16 points. Luger are now in 10 points in 13 games. But obviously that means it's a, a six point gap. But Port Glasgow, they've got a lot of. A lot of good players. I think Port Glasgow have said that's a few times. Once they get a run going, I think they'll do pretty well. Yeah, we we've always played them. We played them in the league. Again, another eleven goals. Um, in that game, it was a an nerve wracking game to watch. Yeah, we were five one up at one point, yeah, and then they started yeah. to pull it back. Um, but no, I, I'm quite. Again, Port Glasgow's a big club, um, and I can see them. I can't see them getting relegated. I think they'll gradually work their way up that league. And the final result was New Mains one, Bells Hill now. New Mains a side that's picked up recently as well. Michael Verecha with a goal. Big result for New Mains and it gets them going. Yeah. Again, it's quite a tight game in it be with, with Bells Hill there. As I say, that bottom six, bottom eight of that league, every every point's crucial, Scott, for them to try and stay in that division. So, um, no, a big win for them. The other results in the fourth division, I want to get your thoughts on these. Kosaith kept their winning run going. That's now their 12th win of the season, a 3-1 home win over St Peter's. Kosaith Athletic, we spoke to Bailey as well in the past few weeks, a really, really good coach. Kosaith are just going and going, aren't they? Either, um, I think they're the only unbeaten side in Scotland. I think they are, actually, yeah. We've, uh, we've got them on Saturday, so uh, yeah. I come down to co-winning. Um, no, they're really... We, we, our games have been quite close a lot. The, the games we've played, we've played <laughs> 10 games. Out of 10 games, I would say maybe seven have been really close. Kosaith was one of the games. They, they trounced the 6-0. Really good, fast, 
good counter attacking football, played a four three three, got the balls out wide. Um they're obviously well drilled, but Bailey's obviously a really good coach and, and works well with that group of players. So a massive challenge for us on Saturday. Um but no, they're they're, they're really, really good side and I think they kinda they nearly got promoted last season, didn't they? I think there was only one that went up for that division last season. Yeah, they were second, yeah. Yeah. So they've come into this season with a bit between their teeth and they'll be looking to obviously get up into the third division for next season. Yeah, another side, another side will be really want to do that as well when they're doing the, they're going the right way about it. They're, that's their tenth win of the season. I think it's their, their first, their like seventh or eighth one in a row. West Park United a two now away win over Glenvale, Graham and Kennedy with the goals. West Park as well. They're another side who'll be wanting wanting up. They're a really good side. I think that league. Yeah, yeah. Move the ball well, physical. The boy Stephen Graham, a really really good player. Really um, good player. I'm pretty sure there'll be quite a few offers going into West Park for that boy. He's, he's really good coming in off the left-hand side. Um, but again, 2-0, you look at that Glenville bottom of the league, we beat Glenville 4-3, but again, it was a really, really close game. Every single game in that okay. league is, is pretty close. Um, but no, West Park, really, really good side, flying. Um, and I think they've made another couple of signings in the past few weeks as well to strengthen, so... No, top side will be. They'll always be looking to get in the mix. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, three have made the long. I think it was a. Was it something like twelve-hour <laughs> trip or something? I, I read a four-two away victory at Campbelltown. Pupils, Douglas Coles, Potts, and Brotherson with the goals for them. Big result for three, even I think probably a day out for a lot of their fans. Aye, no, definitely. It's one of the longest trips in Scottish Aye. football. That. For a league, um, I think they stayed. I think they stayed in the Barton on the Friday night. Oh, for that I yeah. don't know if that's true that's or no, but yeah. um, they, they had a great setup. They've been doing their they beat us three 0 conventionally. Yeah. To be fair, um, very very good setup. Yeah. Uh, again, a bit of Paul, great hospitality. Um, no, it's, it's always tough going to Campbelltown. So that was obviously their first game of the season. A great introduction into the West of Scotland to go and play Campbelltown away. Um, great away day, mind you, but um, I it's, it's tough to go there. It's a tough place to go. And Campbelltown are a really physical team, and they, they kind of we were a bit naive, maybe when their first game of the season against them. They kind of bullied us after the park a wee bit, but um, every team will struggle to go there. I think every team will struggle, to go, not just for the journey, but just the way Campbelltown play their football. But no, another good a good result for three on the road. And, I know Vinny, Vinny, but he's done down there and the type of players he's got, really good, good calibre of player. They'll be looking to to push Goseith all the way and, and get promoted into that third division for next season. Yeah, absolutely. They're a team, obviously, with ambition are going through mm-hmm. the leagues. The final yeah. game, Rossville Academy 1, Harmony Row 4. Here, Osafo, O'Neill and Fulton with the four goals for Harmony Row. I think that takes Harmony Row off the bottom. Of the t- and no, it doesn't. It takes them above Campbellton, actually, into 10s. Glenville are obviously still sitting bottom. Harmony Row's first one, I think, in seven games as well. Big big three points, especially away from home. Yeah. Um, Harmony Row, they're a good side. We played them. It was a, an absolute end to end game with us. We were, um, it was two each at one point, and we kind of tried to go for it because we had quite a, quite a few chances. And he scored something like in the 91st minute. It was an absolute killer for us. That was the smashing grab that we had to face. Um, but they're, they're a good side. We've been experienced quite young, um, fast, uh, fast, fit, um, know how to move the ball. Rossfield's the same. Rossfield's maybe gone through a wee bit of 
a tough time than now, but again, it was a, it was a close game with us as well. Um, really good front line in Rossville, so no, it was quite a, quite a big win for him now, I would say. So um, again, as you say, it moves them up that league a wee bit. It's, it's quite competitive doing the bottom end of the fourth with us. Yeah, absolutely, and it's that kind of thing as well. You've got like you've obviously got the good sides like like Coastside Athletic, West Park, who are probably eyeing for promotion. But you've got you've got competitiveness at both sides of that table, which, as you say, there's no easy game in that league. No, no. As, as I say, Scottish last Shark Tank is a definite yeah. Shark Tank. I think maybe the league will change next season when the six go down and the three go up. It might even things out a wee bit. And I don't mean that bad in any teams that's coming down. It's just Coastside Athletic. They're a really good side in West Park. I've watched St Peter's a couple of times, a young side, but move the ball really quick. Thieves, obviously, great setup and real good ambition down there and a good calibre of player. So these are all teams that likely should be pushing on up through the divisions um, and they'll not be here for long. So they'll, they'll make their way up the, the leagues and that. So um, no, it's it's, it's a, an absolute competitive league and, but it's one of the reasons why we wanted to be here and see every every day is every weekend's a challenge to us and we just try and get better week by week. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to get your thoughts obviously as well. When you, you mentioned there obviously about Pollock, you look the kind of cup experiences you've had as well. You played Pollock and Clyde Bank and you said there have obviously been playing Port Glasgow. What's that what do the experiences do for the club and obviously the players like playing big sides like that? Ah, look, we, we spoke about that when we, we managed to get into the league and we had a team meeting and we got the kind of draw pretty quick we were facing Paul. Boys, boys were absolutely buzzing. Yeah. Um, Clyde Bank, Clyde Bank, heaviest defeat ever as a coach. I'm glad I never got asked on that week. Um, 14 0. 14 destroyed us. Different levels, Scott. Absolutely yeah. different levels. An absolute learning for, curve for. for we're just the players, for coaches as well, us as well, for who we are trying to coach up against. Every we're trying to learn and get better. So it's something we can we speak about. But that's where our players want to aim for. How we, how quick you move the ball and speed of thought and, and things like that. So um, I it, it's been the clay bank game is really really hard to take. To be fair, but we had we had quite a few players out and a new goalkeeper in and things like that. But I kind of put on a lot. I put on all the subs with sixty minutes in to give the about to, just to let them experience it about what it's like to play against a team at that level. Mm-hmm. Um, so I massive learning curve, massive learning curve. Um, but no, listen, the, the Paul game, the Paul game six. No, we walked away as if it won the cup. To be fair, against Paul, um, it was really a great, a great experience for us. Especially being up there away from home and, and the, the way we were treated. So I've always I've got a great wee soft spot for Paul, definitely. Um but no great great experience for, for my boys and, and, and for us coaches. So can only stand as a good stead in the long run. Yeah, definitely. Obviously a couple of a few league games coming up before Christmas as well. You mentioned there Postco South Athletic and Saturday, but two two away games coming up before Christmas, away at Easter House and away to Rossville. How are you preparing for them? Well, we've, we've no obviously we've played Rossfield before. Um, we are we're kind of concentrating on ourselves a wee bit, you know, yeah. Scott. So, as I said, we're trying to kind of change our style of play. So, our training's a lot today with that kind of thing, and, and looking at our fitness levels and things. Um, the, the players have got a fitness program they've now got to follow uh, with their training. So, trying to get them up that level, and they're all buying into it. That's that's a good thing about them. The 
they want to push our standards, they want to constantly push ourselves, which is what we're looking for. Um, right, so it's two tough games, two tough games for us, uh, or three tough games for them, you include Kosaith. Easter House, we don't really know anything about, but they've, I mean, they've obviously sitting mid table with, with our three wins as well and, and two draws. So um, it's like we'll, we'll treat it like any other game. It's a game where we'll go out and we'll, we'll give 100% and try and get something at the game. Yeah. And as I say, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on, William, and I really admire what you're doing at Eglinton. We wish you all the best for the, the season ahead and what's coming up for the club. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. No, no. Pleasure's been all mine, Scott. Thanks for my very first podcast and um, I've really, really enjoyed it. No, I appreciate the invite. It's been a pleasure. Not at all. Th- thank you very much. And thank you very much to everyone that's tuned in. Please follow us on social media for more consistent West of Scotland football coverage and subscribe to our YouTube and podcast channels for our weekly West of Scotland football show and other content on the channel. Thank you very much, everyone. We'll see you soon. Cheers. Cheers.